this is the last moments that you're seeing on this CCTV of Lily Sullivan just before she was murdered at the hands of Lewis Haynes. You're also going to see as we come along the CCTV her mother waiting to pick her up. Her phone is ringing and ringing out and then the phone goes dead and Lily's mother then knows something is wrong. You can see then as she's sitting in a car waiting for Lily that Lewis Haynes walks past and looks at her straight in the eye. He's just murdered Lily. We're going to talk about this case, this Lily Sullivan case, this murder of Lily Sullivan by this evil, evil man, right, this 31 year old father, this Lewis Haynes who murdered her. Really, the only reason being because she refused his sexual advances. She said no. That's it. She said no. So to shut her up so she wouldn't report him because she was going to. She was going to report him. He murdered her on that night. It was really, really bad. I think this was the 17th of December 2021 this happened. It's shocking, isn't it? When you think of this young girl, her first real experience of going out to nightclubs, 18 years old, she's doing everything right, her mother's waiting to pick her up, she's texted her mum and she said, I'm waiting, you know, um, I'm just talking to someone but I'm not going to do anything with him and um, can you come and pick me up. Now Lily was um, online, she had an online presence actually, Lily Sullivan, she was an advocate for, you know, warning women about the dangers and sexual advantages of men, right? She was an advocate for that, telling people to be safe, to be careful. Lily done everything right. She'd done everything right, but she left that nightclub with him that night, with this Lewis Haynes. She didn't know that he would end in murder because of her refusal to sleep with him in an alleyway. He, he, he strangled her to death. She had marks on her throat and on her face and her body. This was a terrible death of an innocent young girl that just said no. So this 31-year-old, this evil bloody man, this 31-year-old man, father he was, he had a child at home. You know, I, I can't ever understand why this, but the, the only reason that we know, because this man's really never said anything in his defense of why, really, he didn't give himself up, he was caught because of, you know, CC cameras and everything else that are around at the time and the mother's description of him she knew there was something wrong as that man walked past and looked at her she just knew something was wrong and she was ringing Lily's phone and it wasn't answering and then it went dead so Lily really was murdered it's suspected really because as I said he won't say because he wanted to silence her he didn't want any comeback on his rejected sexual advances towards her on his you know, um, aggressive manner of which she was um, putting upon her, this very young girl. He just wanted to have sex with her. In his mind, he'd left this club. They're walking along, and no matter what she said, he was going to have sex with her. And the minute she refused, he changed. He changed. And I think she probably said that she was going to report him because this was her character. She knew that he was a predator now and if she could get away 
she was going to report him so he couldn't do this to any other girl. But unfortunately for Lily, it was too late because now this predator had turned deadly. Listen, he took her into this alleyway and within minutes this girl was probably dead. He had then hurt her, strangled her, he's thrown her body then into the pond um, and it, 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 you know, to, and I think for that reason, trying to get rid of evidence and, and DNA evidence is when you try and chuck something in water and stuff, it doesn't always work. But her partial naked body was just left there. This very young girl just left to die like that by the hands of this Lewis Haynes. Now, Lewis Haynes was caught by the CCT footage. So we know what happened, right? We don't know, there's not much about Lewis Haynes's life. It doesn't look like he had a criminal record before that. There's nothing on social media, there's a little bit about him. But it doesn't, he, he was an insignificant man before that. He's an even more insignificant man now because he's just a murderer and a predator. But there's nothing on him. Not really his family, not saying anything. We can't mention anything about his child, and nor would I anyway, but he was a father. And, you know, all I can say is, really, when you're a father and then you go and do something like this, then maybe it's, you know, that child is, is probably now much better off without this man in their life. That's all I can say. And so would be the partner of this man would be better off without him because of what he's done to this poor young girl. And it's clear of what he's done. It's been proven. It was clear it was him. And uh, he is now in prison uh, for that murder. So there's not really much on him, so the background of him, we just don't really know much about him. But with Lily we do. And this really case is about what can happen even though you are so um, sure to keep yourself safe. When you're advising others to keep their self safe and protect themselves from predators like this. Unfortunately for Lily, as she left that um, nightclub, on that night she didn't realize that who she was dealing with I don't think she thought she had her mum come in the mum was waiting there she could walk along with him probably have a bit of a kiss and say goodbye good night see you later but he weren't having none of it he wasn't having none of it and he knew that her mum was waiting around the corner and as you've seen by the CCTV he walked past that car and he looked he looked, knowing what he'd done to little, you know, Lily. He knew what he'd done. And I think the mother's story is really sad in this case because Lily was the only child and um, the mother had a lot of miscarriages and then had Lily. Um, so this was her life. Lily was her life. She was a lovely, outgoing girl. Everyone loved her. As I said, she was thoughtful of people. She was thoughtful of people's safety. She tried to bring awareness about being safe when you go out. So this girl did everything right, apart from that few seconds walk with a killer that ended her life. It's a really sad case, this one. So as I've said, Lily's body was found on the 17th of December 2021. She was found in the centre of Pembroke in the early hours of December the 17th. Her body um, 
was found, I think, where he chucked, is it Mill Pond, I think he chucked her into, and um, actually Lewis Haynes was also um, from Pembrokeshire, and um, he was, you know, charged and has been sentenced for her murder. So the first year, one year old appeared in the dock at Swansea Crown Court, and I know Swansea Crown Court, it's a great court, uh, on the 14th of January, and he done it via video link from Swansea Prison, where he was being held on remand. Uh, there was, I think, the plea at the trial and the preparation hearing. So he actually made no plea at that. He just read his name, but he wouldn't plead. He didn't plead guilty or innocent to that charge. Um, and so the trial date was set for June the 13th uh, of uh, 2022. So this is a very new case. The statement followed that Mrs Sullivan's death, or Miss Sullivan's death, her family described her as a kind and caring daughter who would deeply be missed by everyone. You know, I think even her community have said that. The family also thanked the teenagers' friends for their support. This girl was a very well-liked girl. As I said, she was a caring girl. She was cared about other people's safety. So in the end, as Lewis Haynes, he did admit to the murder, but he said it wasn't sexually motivated. Okay, what was the motivation then? What did she do to you? Self-defence? You know, what was motivated the murder? You know, it's sexual gratification because you took a girl into the alleyway, right? You've sexually assaulted her, you've strangled her, you beat her. You know, her, you've dumped her body in a pond, half naked. How could the motive not be for sexual gratification? Sexually motive a crime against a young, innocent girl? I mean, you know, I don't know what he was trying to get out of or, or what he was trying to do. Was he trying to bring it down to manslaughter? To what you, this young girl, you see them walking along. You know, what can she do to a 31-year-old man? You know, the law's a funny thing and these predators, you know, try and come up with their own theories of what, how they can get away with bloody murder down to manslaughter. This wasn't going to happen in this case at all. This man is a murderer and he murdered this young girl through pure self-gratification and sexual gratification because she said no. That's the real reason why he killed her. So Judge Paul Thomas QC told Swansea Crown Court that Haynes had strangled Lily in frustration that she did not want to have sex with him that night. That's the only reason the judge has said it. The evidence shows it. It proves that was the only reason. So he rejected claims from um, Lewis Haynes that she fell into the pond and he jumped in to save her. But when you look at him on the CCTV, right, he was dry. So he's thick as well as a killer because he's on CCTV walking past the mother's car who's sitting there waiting for her daughter to come out of a club knowing that she's speaking to someone but the Lily said, I'm not going to do anything with him, Mum. I'm coming, right? I don't want any relations with him. I'm just chatting to a man. He's been nice. And listen, he's probably brought her a few, few drinks and thought, that's it. You know, I'm going to have sex with her now. Um, that's it. But when she refused, that was it. There was no way this man had tried to save Lily from this pond. She was half naked bruised and strangled 
she was dead when she hit the water and he was as dry as a bloody bone as he walked past the mother's car on the CC camera. So, I mean, this is sometimes when you're dealing with these sort of predators, this is the stupid stuff that they come out with, which is clearly easy to then dis disregard with the evidence. If the evidence doesn't match what you're trying to say, you know, it's, that was it. This man is a complete liar and a murderer. That's what he really is. Now when I said he sexually assaulted her naked body, there was no evidence of sexual assault. One, because she was in water, right? So a lot of evidence is gone. But it could have been digital, um, you know, um, penetration. It could have been lots of different things of penetration. Or maybe he thought once he'd killed her, the kill was enough to arouse him, right? Maybe that was enough. Because by this stage, you know, there's one way or another this man is thinking. You know, he's killed her. Does he want to sleep with a corpse? Probably no, but was that murder the sexual gratification? She said, no, I'm going to show her. And that aroused him because there was no evidence of sexual assault, but then she was placed in water and so that evidence then can go, really, when you're looking at DNA evidence of semen and stuff on her body and clothes, it would have been gone because he's immersed her in water. Maybe he wasn't as stupid as I think he is. Now, because of all his stories, you know, she's fell, I've tried to save her, I've jumped in, all this stuff. No sexual assault um, or evidence of it on that way. No one really knows what went on in that lane. We don't. Not for sure. Because this Lewis Haynes is not saying a word on that. A lot of predators, when they're ending up going to prison, don't want to be known as rapists, murderers of young girls. They don't. They don't. So they try and come out with these other stories of it. I've tried to save her, you know, to help him get through this prison life. Not that that's going to make much difference because most people know exactly what he's done. But that's usually why they lie. And it, it's self-preservation for them at this point. I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life. I don't want to be in prison with these people for the rest of my life. But he should have thought of that before he put his hands around Lily's throat and choked her to death shouldn't he? That's what he should have thought about. So there's another reason why this case is unusual, right? Because the one who's rejected the claims of the sexually motivated, you know, motive for the crime, but he also went home and he told his partner, I've strangled somebody. He told his partner, I've strangled someone. But he didn't go into detail of it. And so it's strange really, isn't it? Because I knew, I think he knew he was going to get caught, right? Straight away. But he's tried to justify what he's done to his partner. Probably the partner with the child. I mean, as I said, there's not much on this and, you know, to go into the same thing, but he has told them this. But Lily had injuries to her face, neck and body. So he hadn't just strangled her. He hadn't. But you've also, when you look at his, what he's saying and even telling the partner that he strangled someone, you're a 31-year-old man in a nightclub with a partner at home and a child. But you are sexually harassing young girls in a nightclub. You know, with sexual advantages that they don't want, right? They don't want. But you don't leave it there, do you? You could have gone home to your partner and had sex but you chose 
to take Lillian into an alleyway and kill her in the way you did because she refused your sexual advances because she said no and you didn't want to get caught because you knew she was going to tell because that's what Lily's character was about she was an honest girl stuck up for people believed in women's rights believed in women should be safe in our society that's what she believed in that's what she promoted as her belief and that's what really killed her because he killed her because of the sexual advances he made the no and the aggressive way he then acted towards Lily he had to kill her or did he? why not just say you know I was stupid I was drunk I was this let the girl go your girlfriend would have pissed you off probably for a little while she would have thought you're an idiot but a young girl would have still been alive you know the line he crossed for that reason doesn't seem right it's not enough to kill someone for but the sexual sexual gratification is the power over Lily is the rest of it I think he's just made up and he's trying to now cover his tracks by telling his partner what he'd done why he'd done it what if he told her why but I know he's told her he, he had strangled someone he hasn't told her he strangled an 18 year old girl because she's refused his sexual advantages and he was pissed off that's not what he said he's just trying to cover up and get away with murder really now I have to talk about Anne Sullivan, the mother, really, and I've said that she'd lost, um, had a lot of miscarriages before she'd had Lily as a child, and Lily was their only child, her only child, right, you've now lost your only child, it's a terrible thing, and not only that, this kid is, as, as Anne describes their relationship, as sisterly, they were very, very close, they did everything together, they had a really special bond, as mothers and daughters do, but because Anne, I think, had tried so long to have a child and finally succeeded in having um, Lily, this made their bond even more, you know, you know, sacred to her. She just absolutely adored this girl and this child. This child was her life. And my heart, you know, goes out to this woman who has lost this child. It's in this way. It's really shocking especially because she was waiting in that car and she says as she waited in that car she looked at this man and she knew something was wrong and she said should I have got out of the car you know you know was would Lily still have been alive if I'd got out that car sooner but you see Lily was already dead she was in that pond in Pembroke she was there already lying there she was already dead when she hit that water he strangled her and killed her and as he walked past that car, it would have been too late. She may have found her daughter's body, but she certainly wouldn't have found her alive. But it's these sort of faults that are going through her mind constantly now. Could I have changed something? Is there something else that we could have done? There's nothing more that she could have done or that Lily could have done to keep themselves safe, really. They believe that they had done everything in their power to do. You come to pick up your 18-year-old daughter from a nightclub, one of her first experiences out, thinking she's going to have a great night. You're going to pick her up, talk about the evening, you know, because you want your children, don't you, to have this freedom to um, come and go as they want. And we do everything, can't we? We pick them up, we do all this to keep them safe. But sometimes, no matter what we do, it will never be enough. And I think for poor Anne, 
this will be with her for the rest of her life, really, because she saw that killer. She saw him. He looked at her. She'll never forget it. So we have Michael Kay, or Cray, um, the Crown Prosecution Service, really, that dealt with this case. And he says that this case is absolutely dreadful and callous offence against such a young, innocent girl. And the whole community. Now, I love Wales. You know I'm in Wales a lot. I, I love it, and I love Pembrokeshire. My, my family live in um, up near Tenby Way, so I love it. And I, they're a really close community, the Welsh. And, I, I, you know, they really are. They make you feel homely and um, it's just a wonderful place to be so I can imagine that when something like this happens in a place like Pembroke that you know the whole um, society as a whole is feeling this you know this is such a tragic case really of this young girl and that you you have you, you know your heart goes out to them doesn't it really and to the community at this point and I think even in the court you know um, when the mother's stories come out and stuff about her heartache and her unbelievable um, guilt that she has for not getting out of the car. You know, it's. I think the community are behind her and they're behind Lily um, and they are really supportive of this family after this murder. And um, really that's all you can ask. But they, you know, this is a great community and this murder shouldn't really, um, you know, it's going to stay, isn't it, on there, you know, when you look up. Pembroke or Pembrokeshire, you know, this case is going to come up. But really, this is such a beautiful community and a beautiful place. Um, and this is quite rare, this sort of thing that happened. It does happen, but it's quite rare. But I really do feel for, for the mum and the community. I really do. But this sentence of this evil murderer, you know, of um, teenager, Lily Sullivan, now he was in court and as all the evidence was heard and as, as I said he's tried to say that he's, she's fed in and he's tried to save her and this that and the other and it's all been, um, you know the evidence doesn't prove that at all, it proves that you know she was murdered by him. Now the judge gave him I think 23 years and 4 months to serve, I think minimum term is 23 years and 4 months, that's the minimum term for someone like this. But this man was 31, right? You know, he ain't gonna be that old when he comes out. And I mean, he's got to serve 23 years and four months. And he's got to survive prison, hasn't he? This is our only hope, isn't it? You know, is that, you know, a lot of these people get their comeuppance in prison, really, because even prisoners, as I said before, with the hierarchy and prisoners, uh, these, these, these sort of people like him are at the bottom. And, but I think for Lily, I think this case I wanted to do because I wanted to tell Lily's story because she was a young girl who just started her life. She would have been great, you know, she had plans for her future, as many kids at 18 do. Her first experience of going to nightclubs, you know, her mum waiting to protect her. It reminds me of myself when my kids were younger, you know, where you were waiting to pick them up and everything else. But I think this case just shows you that no matter what you do, you've always got to be safe and we have to take our own personal safety really seriously. As I think Lily did. But the mistake that Lily made was leaving that club with him and believing that only for a few minutes you're safe. You're not. This was only a few minutes from leaving that club to when Lily Sullivan was murdered. A few minutes. That's it, her life is over. 
and so many other people's lives were changed in that second. So if you take nothing else in this case, you should take that, that it is really important that we take the time to think about what we're doing when we're drinking and we're out with these people, who we're taking drinks from. Don't leave on your own. Don't go with them even for five minutes. Just come around here for five minutes. Let's have a chat. You know, a bit of a kiss and a cuddle before we go home. Sometimes people don't take no for an answer. And this is what happened to Lily. It's really, really sad, this case. But it needed to be said. It's quite raw, this case. So I'm not doing it in full detail because it is a 2022 case from Wales, Pembrokeshire, in Wales. And I think the family still have, you know, to come to terms really with it. I think the mother will never get over it. And my, you know, heart goes out to her. And my fault for Lily is that I wanted to do this case more to say about Lily's life and what she could have been if she, her life hadn't been taken by this man. You know, I don't think there's much more we can say on this case apart from we wish the family well and they're in our faults. So thank you for watching. Until next time, bye-bye.